This is Aging by the Bay, here to provide families in the San Francisco Bay Area pertinent information about healthy aging practices and services. Your host, Tom DeZeo of Comfort Care Home Care. Good morning, Aging by the Bay listeners. Today I have the pleasure of reintroducing a former guest. Her name is Pam Stoker. She's an RN at the Sutter Health, and that's Eden Medical Center in Castro Valley. And Pam is a specialist in trauma injury prevention. Good morning, Pam. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Yourself? I'm good. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. So, Pam, give us a little snapshot. Uh, What is a specialist in trauma injury prevention? So, basically what I do is I reach out to the community, to different um, practitioners and providers to provide resources and education on preventing injuries. So traumas are, um, are injuries that are caused by an external force. Most often we think of them in terms of falls or um, penetrating injuries like stab wounds or gunshots um, if we're going on the violent side. Um, but typically car accidents, um, motor vehicle collisions are, are another way that you get this, this trauma to your body. Um, so my job as, as the injury prevention specialist is to reach out and educate people on ways to prevent that, whether it's um, safe driving, um, bicycle safety, wearing helmets, um, fall prevention, um, violence intervention, those types of programs to really educate people that trauma can be prevented, that there's things that we can do to mitigate our circumstances to make it a safer environment for ourselves and others. Okay, so what would you say, based on, you, you covered a lot of ground there with different right. injuries and that kind of thing, so what would you say the biggest basket is, you know, in the whole, you know, um, injury prevention basket? Would it would it be falls? For us, it is falls, yes. So, so we are... Um, we are located in Castor Valley at Eden Medical Center, um, as you stated, and thank you for that intro. Um, we typically see falls as our number one cause of trauma. So in, in, our, in our world of trauma, we see about 2,000 or more patients a year, and over half of those traumas are related to falls, whether it's falling from a ladder or falling from a chair or falling just as they're walking. Um, yes, our biggest bucket by far is falls. And what would you say, Pam, the age category is of the 2,000 patients that you see, where where do most fall into from an age perspective? Um, quite a number of, of them are over 60. Typically, typically when we, when we see our falls, we are seeing um, not, not always the older population, but that, that middle to older age for sure. Um, 60 is kind of our designated um, kind of data point that we kind of start filtering out ages, and, and we see a, a high number over 60. Got it. Okay, so, you know, given the fact that we have, you know, the seniors here as probably um, the largest potential to fall, mm-hmm. what, what I've seen in my practice, Pam, is that once you start to fall, it's kind of this never-ending, um, you know, um, pro- problem. It, Absolutely. It, it just Absolutely. doesn't stop, It definitely right? is a cascade. You start out with those little trips, those little things that you kind of brush off and say, oh, I was being clumsy or, oh, I wasn't paying attention. But those are really warning signs that things are starting to break down somewhere, whether it's a physical strength issue, 
whether it's a, a vision or a hearing problem that can lead to those little minor trips and falls. Um, but that, you're right, it's really, once it starts happening, it starts to cascade. Now, now the numbers I gave you of the, the 2,000 that we see and, and over 50% of them being falls, that's just our trauma data. That's not even, and, and when I say trauma data, I'm seeing people that come in with, with major injuries. Now, a person could be seen at, at an emergency room level um, or, or a urgent care level that maybe their injuries aren't as, as life-threatening or as, as debilitating as by the time they get to a trauma level. So, so again, when we talk about falls, yes, you're right. The, the beginning levels, those lower um, things can manifest into, into bigger issues. And by the time it comes to a trauma issue, it, it really is typically a more severe fall. So, so yes, absolutely. Once it starts, it can. If, if you don't get in there and kind of fix the problem and see what's happening, those little ones really become big ones. And that's that's what we're trying to to educate on. That falls. Those little things that you kind of brush off as oh, I need to pay more attention, and, and, and I hear that all the time, and, oh, I just wasn't watching where I was going. Well, you know, it, it, this is a new issue. This is something that's happening. Let's look at why you weren't paying attention. Let's look at what was happening, because those little things, once it starts happening, it can domino, and, and, and we really want to stop that from happening. Absolutely. So, Pam, is the underlying cause, is it you know, lack of balance? Is it confusion? What, you know, what exactly, again, is it another big basket of one thing versus another, or is it just you across know, the You know, I wish it was that easy. I, I really wish it was that easy to say this is the one thing. But really, it's, it's, it's all those little things. It's, you know, could be a leg strength. It could be balance. It could be um, your vision is slightly off and the prescription you have for your glasses is not quite right. It could be that your hearing is starting to fail, so your ability to measure um, like depth perception changes based on your vision and your hearing. could be something as easy as lack of sleep or um, a blood pressure issue or dehydration, um, nutritional status. I mean, there's so many factors to, to really look at and say, well, what is happening? And that's why we're always encouraging people, you know, see your doctor regularly, take your, your annual eye exam, you know, check in with a family member to see what they see is going on with you. Um, always eating healthy meals, those, you know, keeping up your exercise, all of those things contribute. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be nice if we could say, here's the one, but, but unfortunately, it's just, there's so many facets to it and, and little things you don't think about, you know, like, like you said, confusion. Well, is the confusion because you're dehydrated? Um, is the confusion because your medication is a little off and you need to, to revisit your doctor to, to, to check those values? Is your, is your blood sugar a little low? You know, um, confusion can come in so many facets as well. And then leg strength, are you exercising as much as you're supposed to? Are you doing the, you know, daily activities to get you up and moving and it's so hard right now with with shelter in place and staying inside more and not being out are you are you getting the exercise that you need um because exercise or lack of exercise can actually mitigate or cause confusion so so making sure you're getting up and moving around gets the blood flowing and gets things moving that you're you're not having the issues 
Pam, is the is you know when you return to your physician, um, what's their ability to really accurately diagnose what the underlying issue is? It is it just a guesstimate, or could they pretty much nail it? You know, it's it's really interesting that you ask that question because this is a really big issue for a lot of people, and the doctors are really really good at at figuring it out if the patient is honest with them. Okay. And and when I say honest, I don't mean that you're 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 trying to be deceptive, it's that you're not necessarily giving them the information they need. And and like I said, a lot of people are embarrassed about it. They think, "Oh, if I tell my doctor that I've fallen or if I tell my family member, they're going to stick me in a home, they're going to think I can't take care of myself." And that's really not the case. Um, the doctor is there your family members hopefully are there to help you figure out what's going on to keep you at home longer, to keep you healthy, to keep you safe. So so a big part of the problem that doctors face is that they're not being told the information. You know, the the first fall, if if there's no injury associated, most doctors will never find out about it. They patients won't tell them. Right. And if they don't have that information, they can't really see what's going on. So if I fall, you know, six weeks ago but I'm basically uninjured, and I go to my doctor and I don't say anything, well, now there's a lack in my timeline. So now if I have a, a bigger fall or a, or a more, when I say bigger, I mean a more, or more um, damaging to my body type fall, well, now my doctor doesn't have a reference point. They don't know that I've been having these little trips or that fall six weeks ago or whatever the case may be. So when I say being honest with the doctor, what I really mean is being complete in your information, telling them how you're feeling, telling them when things started shifting. Maybe you don't know that, and that's fine. And you can say, hey, you know, I I just kind of feel this way. I'm not really sure when it started, but I've noticed I'm tripping more. I've I've actually fallen. And, And really reporting that first fall even if you're not hurt, but saying, hey, you know, I, I better put a call into the doctor and just let him know that, that I've fallen. And that's, that's a really hard issue for a lot of, of older adults because it's not just the fact that they may feel embarrassed. And there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's, it's an issue, and it needs to get fixed. And, and it's, you know, not a normal part of aging. It's something that happens that we need to find the root cause and see if we can, if we can help so that it doesn't happen again. And so if we, if we can take that embarrassment off the table, the next issue really becomes kind of like I said, well, people are going to think I can't take care of myself. They're going to think that I need to be in a home or with care, and I don't want that. I want to keep my independence. So a lot of times people won't report their information because they don't want to have that stigma of, well, now, now they think I'm incompetent. And that's not the case either. Like I said, this could be a medical issue. This is something that... Maybe you can't really help at this point, but you need to get the help that you need. So if we can put aside those those fears and those those stigmas to our to our ego, so to speak, and really focus on the fact that this is an issue that needs to get corrected and and we can deal with the fears and we can deal with the emotions, but we've really got to cut through that and deal with the root cause and finding that out by being clear to the doctor telling them what's happening um, will really help that. And, and keeping track of things. You know, if, if you're diabetic, keep track of your blood sugars on a daily basis. If you're, you know, high blood pressure, keep track of your blood pressures. You know, the little home kits are great um, to, to kind of see. And, and that can help because then you can say, hey, my blood pressure is rising or my blood pressure is dropping, my blood sugar is changing. 
could this be part of the problem? And giving the doctor information to work with. That's the hardest part when it comes for the doctors to figure it out is if they don't have a complete story, then yeah, then they're taking a shot in the dark and saying, can I figure this out? The more information you can provide, the better the, better the chances are that the doctor will have the tools to really assess the problem and, and, and help you. Got it. That was a really long answer to your question. No, it, but it, was, it was accurate, though. I can't stress enough how important it is to really be be complete and upfront with the doctor and, and, like I said, deal with those emotions, but don't let them hinder you from, from talking clearly to your doctor about what the problem is. Right. So, folks, we're uh, speaking today with Pam Stoker, who is an RN and trauma and injury prevention specialist at Sutter Health. Um, the I'm in- actually an exercise physiologist. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm a little different from an RN. Um, an exercise physiologist looks at um, a little bit different aspects and and medical sides of things than an RN. But I, I work with a lot of RNs. We've we've got a lot of them here. But my my perspective is slightly different than an RN. Got it. Okay. Correction here. So yeah, you're at Sutter Health, and that's Eden Medical Center in Castro Valley, uh, in Northern California. Here. And so Pam, I know that uh, you have a new program, Fall Prevention. It's a webinar series, correct? Yes. Yes. We're going to be doing um, one-hour segments um, once a month, starting in April that we're going to be doing um, informational talks to get, you know, um, education out to people. And each webinar will, pro- will, will take a different topic. So right now we're working on building what those topics are going to be, whether it's, um, you know, kind of a general overview of fall prevention. We'll have one on, on home safety. We'll have one on, you know, sleep and one on nutrition and one on, you know, whatever the case may be, we're we're putting together that lineup right now to to get information out to people to say, hey, let's really break down these issues of fall prevention and let's look at what we can do. Because, um, like I said, there's so many aspects to why people fall that we really want to dive deep and and get people the the resources that they need to to get the education to not fall. So, Pam, how could people tune into this? The easiest way is to. Um, to check out our, our Eden Medical website, um, it will have the registration information and a, and a flyer. Um, they can email me directly at Eden Medical Center. I can provide my, my email. Um, they can call me on the phone, and I can send them the link. Um, so, so there's going to be a lot of different ways to get the information from us okay, to, so to get registered. Pam, let's start off with your email here. Okay, my email is H-A-L-L-S as in Sam, T as in Tom, P as in Paul, at SutterHealth.org. I'll say that one more, one more time. H-A-L-L-S-T-P at SutterHealth.org. You can shoot me an email and say that you want to get on the list, and I can send you the link for the class. Um, next would be to call me. My number is 510 727 8485. That's 510-727-8485. Great. Or the Eden website at org. Um, there's a list of classes. I, I do not have it up yet, but that is on my list of things to do today. So you should see that um, that pop up on the on our website within the next day or two. Great. So one thing we didn't talk about, Pam, and, and I have, um, I see this quite often, that is the dangerous house 
that one yeah. lives in. And yeah. so, so that's beyond the, the medical component here. But I often have seniors that live in, uh, I would describe as a hellish environment with mm-hmm. steps and multi levels and right. driveways that are pitched and, and they refuse to consider moving mm-hmm. or alternative living arrangements because Absolutely. that's where they've lived for 25 years and they want to die in that home. Absolutely. And and that's a, a fully legitimate desire. I mean, nobody wants to be uprooted from their comfort zone. Nobody wants to to leave their their sanctuary, so to speak. Right. But but the home can be very dangerous. And and it's funny you say it's not a medical thing, but it actually is. Um there are occupational therapists who can come to the home um through different Medicare um programs, through different social services and they can do a home assessment, and they look at it really from a medical standpoint and say what is safe and what is dangerous and how can we fix that because we we see a lot of falls at home. Part of the problem is, like you said, things aren't set up to be used easily. Um, it could be that people are comfortable in their home. I hear a lot of people who don't use their walker or don't use their cane inside their home because they feel comfortable in their home. They feel like, oh, well, I can, I can hold on to the wall or I can hold on to the couch and I maneuver through the house. And, and that might not be the safest, most ideal way to do something. So, so from a medical standpoint, you can actually have an occupational therapist come in, assess the home, and help you figure out what is, what is a good place to maybe install a grab bar. Like we know certain showers in different areas are, are not ideal for you know, the slippery surface and if you want to stand in your shower versus a chair and and grab bars are a great way to do that. And so they can come in and assess the bathroom, the living room, the dining room, the kitchen and really help say what's reasonable as as a modification to the home to help you stay there longer. Um, you know, things like a, a handrail outside for the stairs leading up to your porch. Um, maybe it's a second handlebar or um, stair rail, one on each side of your stairs leading to the upstairs. Um, and so modifications can be made that that there's there's county programs through Alameda County that can help with um, the cost of some of these things if, if it's cost prohibitive. But um, from a medical standpoint, keeping you safe where you are is huge. And, and there are options to, to do that. It's It's a matter of talking again to your doctor, telling them what you need and getting those resources through whether it's occupational therapy or or through the county. Um, there are there are a lot of options out there. Got it. Got it. Okay, folks, so it's important to uh, get ready and tune into this fall prevention program webinar series. Um, it's sponsored by uh, Eden Medical in Castro Valley. Uh, it's a webinar, so you can go online and get the benefits of this series. And our friend Pam Stoker will be running it. Her phone number is 510-727-8485. Pam would like to thank you today for introducing this program to us. And thank hopefully so our folks will tune in. Great. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Very Look good. Look forward to seeing all of you. Great. Thanks again, Pam. This has been Aging by the Bay, addressing issues on aging and services for the elderly community. Join us again next week for Aging by the Bay.